Well, hey, if you have your Bible or, or your phone or your iPad, whatever it is you may want to uh, follow along with, you could turn to the book of James. Last week, Pastor Todd uh, preached from James chapter one, and his main text was verses one through four. And he preached last week on advancing through adversity. So this morning, I'm actually going to start just a few verses down in James chapter one, beginning in verse 12. If you there, James chapter one, verse 12, the, uh, this, the verse will also be on the screen right there below me. James chapter one, verse 12 says this, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. You know, we're entering the seventh week of this stay at home order. You know, it's, I know it's been longer than that since this this virus has has hit our country and our community. But, you know, seven weeks now we're going into a stay at home order where things have pretty much been shut down. Life has been changed as we know it. And I know that a lot has happened during this time. A lot has changed in your life. A lot has changed in my life all around us, the way we're doing church. Things have changed. You may know somebody that's gotten sick or you you're, know somebody that's waiting on tests right now. And, and you're just, man, you may be like me. You're just so tired of hearing the term social distancing. You know, there's there's a lot that we've been going through. And, and a lot of us are getting your maybe some of you. Let me say it this way. Maybe you today are getting weary or maybe you're getting tired. Maybe you're getting fed up and frustrated just with the whole scenario and situation that we're going through right now. And maybe you're just ready for it to all be over. Well, I want to encourage you to morning, this morning to persevere. I want to encourage you. This morning's message is the power of perseverance. I want to encourage you this morning and, and, and myself, all of us, to persevere. We don't know how much longer. It's looking like that things are going to begin to start opening up soon and at different levels. We don't know what level. I know it's not going to just be wide open business as usual, so to speak, but it's looking like things are about to change, but we don't know at what level that's going to be. We don't know how long everything is going to take to get back to normal or some sort of normalcy. But listen, uh, our normality, I believe the word is. <laughs> but listen, I want to encourage you to persevere. I want to give you the biblical definition of, of perseverance. When we see this word perseverance, this is what it means. Steady, persistent in a belief, course of action, a purpose, a state, etc. Especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. Listen to this. It's continuance in a state of grace till the end, leading to eternal salvation. That's what I mean when I say the power of perseverance. The Bible tells us when we persevere to the end, there's, there's power in that. There's grace and there's ultimately an eternal reward. I know we have all faced difficulties, obstacles, and discouragement the last month and a half. And we will continue to face these things in life long after this current situation is over. But we must persevere, saints. Isn't that right? Did you know that Jesus commands us to persevere? Did you know that? Look at Revelations chapter 3 and verse 10. Jesus said this, Because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. So you see here, Jesus commands us to persevere. And there's also a promise attached to it. I love this. He will protect us during 
times of testing and trial. Now, the great time of testing he's speaking of in this verse is the great tribulation, but the principle still holds true. Perseverance is necessary to get us where we're going. See, our vision here at Family Life Church, which is God's vision, it's found in Ephesians 1 and all through the Bible. Our vision for you and God's vision is for you to know God, to live free, to find your purpose, and to make a difference. So listen, church, in order for you to live free, find your purpose, and make a difference in this life, you have to have perseverance. That's one of the things that makes perseverance so powerful. It helps us to fulfill our purpose. Let me say that. Let me stop and say that right now. Perseverance will enable you to fulfill your purpose. You know, perseverance played a major role in the life journey and purpose of the pilgrims. Think about that trip across the sea on the Mayflower. The Mayflower was not a cruise ship by any means. In fact, it wasn't built for passengers at all. Halfway to the New World, a violent storm struck the pilgrims. The ship began to leak and the main beam cracked. A passenger was thrown overboard, but caught by a rope and was rescued. On the verge of turning back, the crew repaired the beam with a large iron screw. The leaks were plugged with caulk and a mallet. They almost went back. Did you know that the pilgrims almost turned back and went back to their homeland? Instead, it's documented that they committed themselves. Listen to this. They committed themselves to the will of God and, the resol and they resolved to proceed. See, they made a decision to persevere and keep going through tough times because they knew it was their destiny and their purpose. Listen to 1 Timothy 6.11. It says, but you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all, thing, all these evil things, pursue righteousness and godly living, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Now, the Apostle Paul was talking to his spiritual son, Timothy, here, but he calls him a man of God. He tells him to run from evil and pursue a few things. So going back, we must in this time, church, listen, if you got a lot of downtime, some downtime, I was on the phone recently with, with uh, some local pastors, actually pastors from across our nation and even across a couple across overseas. And they were saying how temptation may be greater for you right now. And I want to encourage you by the power of the Holy Spirit to flee, turn from wickedness, turn from evil and from temptation. And he says, we need to pursue a few things. But this morning, as I said, I want to focus on perseverance. So if you are a man or a woman of God listening to me, you need to pursue perseverance. So how do you do that? Well, I want to give you three key ingredients to pursue perseverance this morning. And that's faith, focus, and friends. Faith, focus, and friends. Number one, I want to start with the fact that you must have faith to persevere. Hebrews 6, 11 and 12 says this. Now, we want each of you to demonstrate the same diligence for the final realization of your hope so that you won't become lazy. Some translations say so you won't become dull and indifferent, but imitators of those who, who inherit the promises through faith and perseverance. See, the author of Hebrews puts great emphasis on both faith and perseverance. See, your faith in Christ, both who he is and what he can do, is essential to perseverance. James takes it a step further, and Pastor Todd read this last week. 
James 1, 2 says, you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So not only do we need faith to persevere, but you know what? The testing of our faith, these testing and trying times right now actually helps produce perseverance in our lives. I love that. Now let's go on to the scripture that actually defines what faith is for us. Hebrews 1.11, this chapter is known as the faith chapter. It says this in verse 1, faith is the confident Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. You know, if you continue to believe God for something to happen, then you will continue to press towards it and persevere while waiting for a breakthrough. If you believe in God for something during this time, for this time to end, for a breakthrough, for a healing, if you continue to believe and have faith, well, then you're, you're going to automatically continue to press on and persevere towards it. You know, I've read some stuff about Thomas Edison and, and you know who Thomas Edison is. He invented the light bulb. But did you know it took Thomas Edison 10,000 tries to find the right materials for the light bulb? 10,000 tries. Can you believe that? He didn't see them as that many failures, though. With each attempt, he gained information about what didn't work, bringing him closer to a solution. He never doubted. Listen to this. We're talking about faith here. Listen to this in, in context. He's talking about inventing a light bulb. He never doubted that he would find a good one. His belief could be summed up by his own statement. He said this, many of lives, many of life's failures are people who do, did not realize how close they were to succeed when they gave up. Can you believe that? Let me read that again. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success, rather, when they gave up. Isn't that amazing? We, we've said it. We've heard it. Man, so many people quit right before the breakthrough. What if Thomas Edison had given up on the 9,999th time? Man, we, we might still be living by candles right now, right? Probably not. Somebody would have invented it. But can you imagine 10,000 times? But Thomas Edison had a belief that he can continue on and find what he needed to invent the light bulb. Listen, church, I want to encourage you this morning. If you're listening, you may be tuning in for the first time today. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Continue to persevere through faith in this season and every season of life. Amen? So number one, you must have faith to persevere. Number two, you must focus on the Lord and the future. You must focus on the Lord during this time and the future. Look at Philippians 3, 12 through 13. It says this. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church of Philippi. I admit that I haven't yet required the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Man, that's so good. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Man, I love that. The Apostle Paul says, listen, I'm focusing on this one thing. And he, he understands, listen, the Lord has a purpose for me and he has things for me to discover and I can't do it on my own. So let me pause right there and say, church, as I'm encouraging you to persevere this morning, there's no way we can persevere through any trying and testing season of life without the help of the Lord. That's why this point's so important. We must focus on the Lord and the future that he has for us. Man, I love this. 
We know that Paul's main focus was to know the Lord more. And this is a little scary, even if it meant suffering. Look what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3, 10 through 11. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. We talked about the resurrection just a couple of Sundays ago. Paul said his main focus was to know Christ more and to not only know him with head knowledge, but to experience Christ and the power that raised him from the dead. And we know, I talked about that a couple weeks ago, we can experience that power because of the Holy Spirit of God that lives inside of us. When we get filled, when we get baptized with the Holy Spirit, we can experience this resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he goes on to say that when we focus on the Lord, he reminds us that not only do we have a specific purpose for our life, but also God has a purpose for all of these things going on right now in our life. So church, I want to give you an assignment. I want to challenge you this morning. Ask the Lord, what is it that he wants you to discover about him, about yourself, about your purpose, or anything else during this time? This will help you to persevere. If you focus on the Lord and say, Lord, what is it you want me to see during this time about you? As we just sang earlier, reveal yourself to me, who you really are. Reveal some things about me that I need to know, that I need to see. Convict me, Lord, about maybe sin in my life or a wrong mindset or, or, or some things that, that, that I was doing that now have been forcibly shut down that maybe the Lord doesn't want us to pick up again when we get back to somewhat of a normal life or anything else. I want to give you an assignment today. Begin, if you haven't already, ask the Lord, sh show me First of all, my purpose, my destiny, show me the purpose you have for me during this time. This will help you to persevere. Let's look again at verse 13. It says this, I do have one compelling focus. You remember this point is I want you to focus on the Lord in the future. He says, I have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past that's behind me and I fasten my heart. I love this. I fasten my heart to the future instead. You know, I begin to think about an Ironman. You know what an Ironman triathlon is? It's a race consisting of a 2.4 mile swim. It's a 112 mile bike. And it's a marathon, which is a 26.2 mile run that's raced in that order without a break. Man, I got tired just reading that. I don't know about you, but talk about not only does this take great perseverance to, uh, to complete an Ironman, but it takes incredible focus. You know, these, these incredible athletes, um, they, they're not only in shape physically, but they're in shape. Their mind is in shape. They have to focus to say, hey, listen, there is a, a, a future. They're focused on the future, which is what? The end of the race. So when the Apostle Paul says, I fasten my heart to, to the future instead, he was talking about heaven. Look at Philippians 3.14. Let's go a little further. He says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Now look at Colossians 3.1 and 2. It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, we set our, he says, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Reality. Heaven is a reality. Everybody listening to me, whether you you, you already a born again Christian, you believe this, or you may be watching today and you've been searching, you've been questioning. The Bible makes it clear heaven is a reality, church. 
where Christ sits in place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven. In other words, focus on the things of heaven, not the things on earth. You see, when you focus on knowing the Lord more, your heavenly future, you will be able to persevere through anything on this earth. When you focus, church, on knowing Christ, knowing his purpose for your life personally and for what's going on right now, and you focus on our heavenly reward, our heavenly future, this will help you to persevere through anything. Amen? So focus on the Lord and the future. And the third and final thing I want to encourage you with and challenge you with this morning is you need friends to help you to stay strong in the Lord. I just read this scripture again this morning as I'm reading through 1 Samuel. It says this, 1 Samuel 23, verses 14 through 16. One of the, the, the greatest friendships we see in the Bible. It says this, David now stayed in the strongholds of the wilderness and in the hill country of Ziph. Saul hunted him day after day, but God didn't let Saul find him. One day near Horush, David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search for him and kill him. Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. Man, this is great stuff. Think about this. David is on the run because the king of all Israel is trying to kill him. Matter of fact, not only was the king of Israel, but he was his, his uh, father-in-law. David had married the king's daughter. You know that this had to be wearing on David, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Even though we read now, thousands of years later, that the Lord wasn't allowing him to kill him. David, man, you could about imagine, man, his emotions, his mind, his faith was probably all over the place. But David had a close friend named Jonathan, who was, by the way, the king's son, King Saul's son. I love this. It says he went and he found David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. Let me ask you a question. Do you have friends or even one friend like this? See, this kind of friend doesn't wait for you to ask for help. But that, that kind of friend goes and finds you when you're weary, when you're discouraged, or your faith is low. You see, Jonathan encouraged David because he knew that God had chosen David to be the next king of Israel. Look at 1 Samuel 23, 17 and 18. It says, don't be afraid, Jonathan assured him. My father will never find you. You are going to be the king of Israel and I will be next to you as my father Saul is well aware. So the two of them renewed their solemn pact before the Lord. You see, this kind of a friend can see past your problem and point you to your purpose. Man, let me say that again. This kind of a friend that I'm talking about can see past your current problem and point you to your purpose. And that's exactly what Jonathan did for, for David. He encouraged him. He said, look, man, stay strong in the Lord. I know you're getting weary, but you need to persevere. You know why? Because you're going to be the next king of Israel. See, this kind of friend can understand that God has a calling, a purpose, a plan, and a divine destiny for your life. So when you're weary, they come alongside of you. They seek you out. They find you. They call you. They text you. Uh, they, they wrap their arms around you. When social distancing is lifted, praise the Lord and says, man, continue to persevere. Continue to, to go through. When you have friends that encourage you to stay strong in the Lord, you begin to get the Lord's perspective again. Look at what Jesus told Peter. 
Come on, Peter had a friend in Jesus, the best friend you can ever have, amen? Matthew 16, 23, Jesus turned to Peter and said, you were seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. This was speaking of the cross. When Jesus was telling them he was going to have to go to the cross to die, Peter said, no, far be it. He rebuked or he, he reprimanded uh, Jesus and, 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 and the Lord rebuked him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Then he said, you're seeing things only from a point of view. He was telling Peter, let me help you to get God's point of view here, Peter. See, a lot of times our point of view is different from God's. See, we've been trained, church, to think in terms of the past, present and future in that order. The Lord has a different perspective. He sees us in the future, he meets us in the present, and he forgives our past. Isn't that awesome news? Let me say that again. He sees us in the future, he meets us in the present, and he forgives our past. Many of you are familiar with Jeremiah 29, 11, and it confirms this. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not disaster, to give you what? A future and a hope. God always sees us how we can be and how he has created and called us to be. See, a truly godly friend will encourage you to remember God's future plans and purpose so you can persevere. Can I get an amen out there? Amen. Like I'm amen in myself right now. This is so good. Did you know, by the way, that Jesus, amen himself, he said, I'm the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. Amen. He says that. Check it out on your Bible at the end of, of Revelation. So, hey, listen, as I was studying for this, I thought about one of my good friends that helped me, and y'all know him, most of you know him, it's Pastor Kelly. You know, whenever my mom was starting to decline and her health was declining a couple years ago, you know, Pastor Kelly often checked on me because his dad had just a short time before that died with cancer. So Pastor Kelly knew exactly what I was going through. And I remember Pastor Kelly sitting in my office and encouraging me to do everything that I could do for my mom in those times when I was, you know, helping her and taking her to doctor's appointments into the hospital and tending to her medication and just trying to be there for her and help her. And I was starting to get weary. It was wearing on me both emotionally, mentally to see my mom in such pain and physically. It was a lot going on. And I remember Pastor Kelly said, man, do everything you can for your mom so you don't regret it. And then I remember Pastor Todd which he's my spiritual father, but he's also a great friend. I remember him whenever I was just telling him one day, man, it's so hard to see my mom in chronic pain and to see my mom suffer like this. I was getting weary. And I remember Pastor Todd encouraging me. He said, Brandon, I know because his dad as well died. And he had watched his dad a few years before suffer from cancer as well. So these are two good friends that have been in the same boat as me and they came alongside of me. And I remember Pastor Todd saying, Brandon, I always remember the scripture and it's one of my favorite ones too. And I shared it a couple weeks ago where it says that the, the, the glory that is going to be revealed cannot compare to the suffering we go through on this earth. And man, I remember when he told me that, you know, I said, man, he's so right. And now my mom is experiencing that glory. And I truly believe, as I said a couple weeks ago, that I believe my mom don't even remember the suffering down here because she's in the glory of God and experiencing God's glory. Listen, I just share that personal story to say I'm so thankful for Pastor Kelly and Pastor Todd. But these men are God, my friends, my spiritual father, my brother, they came alongside of me in a weary time. And they both encouraged me to persevere and to keep going. Listen, church, if you don't have a friend like this, I want to encourage you. 
This is why we have life groups. And even now, though we can't meet physically, you can still reach out to the church. You can call the office. You can go on our website. There's still life group leaders out there right now standing by, even though can't physically to, uh, get with you, man, they, that you can contact them. And I know we've been talking to the life group leaders. They're doing their best to stay in touch with one another. So if you don't have a friend like that, please reach, reach out. You need at least one friend like Jonathan was to David to help encourage you maybe in this time right now or in the future to persevere and to press on towards your purpose and your destiny. Please reach out to us. And if you're involved in a life group, uh, if you're a life group leader, I want to encourage you to continue to stay connected with your group, with those good friends. Maybe it's not an official group, but you just have a good friend that you know that, that may be struggling right now, that maybe needs somebody to come alongside of them, to find them and encourage them to persevere in the Lord. Would you do that this week? I want to give you another assignment and challenge you. Would you reach out and encourage them? If you know they may be struggling, encourage a man, persevere. You know what? God, God has a plan and a purpose through it all. He has a divine plan and purpose for you as well. Amen. As I close, I want to close with the scripture that I started with. And it's in James 1, 12. It says this. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. You know, the crown of life is speaking of an eternal reward which is heaven. But if you notice, it's not for everyone. The Bible says that the Lord promised this eternal reward, the, the, the crown of life to those who love him. So my question to you this morning, all of you that are watching, do you love the Lord? Have you surrendered your life to him? You know, John 3.16 tells us that the Lord loved us so much and he loves us so much that he sent his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish or, or perish, but have everlasting life. You know, that word perish means, you know, a, a death. It don't mean just physical dying, but eternal death. You remember earlier when I said and I read the scripture that says focus on the realities of heaven. You know what? Just as heaven is a reality, hell is a reality, too. It's just, it's just as real as heaven. You know, matter of fact, Jesus talked about hell more than he talked about heaven. Why? Because he loves us so much. And he made a way that we, nobody ever has to spend eternity in hell separated from God, but he wants all of us to come to know him, to love him, to surrender to him so we can all receive the crown of life and spend eternity with them. Listen, the Bible says we've all sinned and fall short of God's glory standing it that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So if you say, Brandon, I'm not sure this morning that I'm right with the Lord. I don't know if, if, if I've surrendered my life. You know, you even know I, I pray by the conviction of the Holy Spirit right now, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're listening to this, you may be standing, driving, working. I don't know what you're doing as you're listening to this. But you know if you're not right with God. You know that if today was your last day on the earth, that you wouldn't spend eternity with God. That you wouldn't spend eternity receiving the crown of life. I know there was many, many days I knew for sure if I breathed my last that I wouldn't spend eternity. But let, we love you and God loves you so much. He made a way. He doesn't send anybody to hell. People say, man, why does a love, how could a loving God send somebody to hell? No, he made a way that you would never have to go there. Matter of fact, I say it all the time. You have to step over Jesus to get there. All the Bible says you have to do is believe. 
Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. The Bible says in Romans, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. That word believe means to trust. Trust with all your life, with all your heart. I trust you, Lord, to save me, to forgive me, that I can spend eternity with you. If that's you today, you can be assured right now that you will receive the crown of life. Just bow your head with me, close your eyes. And if you're not sure, just repeat a simple prayer after me. The prayer of faith, the Bible says, we're saved by faith through grace. It's faith. Ask the Lord right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I know that you died for me. I know that you love me. And Lord, I know that I've sinned. I've fallen short. But would you forgive me of my sins today? I make a decision to turn to you and to trust you. I make you my Lord and Savior. Now give me the grace and the strength to live for you, and to persevere through every single testing and trial that I go through. And I'll be sure to give you all the glory and the honor, Almighty God. In Jesus' wonderful name, I pray. Amen and amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to congratulate you. I want to rejoice with you. The Bible says that there's a party going on in heaven right now. Listen, there's a couple of links right there in this post. One is a connection card. If you click on that, please let us know you prayed that prayer. If you need a Bible or any kind of materials to get you started, we can mail you one. If you need prayer of any kind, please click on the prayer because we've been having prayers, requests coming in all these weeks and, and we are praying for you. We're standing in agreement with you. We want to pray with you. If you want to give, give your tithe and, or, or any kind of offering, there's also a give link there. As Pastor Todd's been saying, if you're watching this, you're part of another local church, please tithe to your, your home church. And so listen, we love you and, and, and we're with you. We encourage you to continue to persevere. Remember, listen, you got to have faith to persevere. You got to focus on the Lord and on the future, which is eternity in your purpose. And you got to have friends around you that will come on the long side of you and encourage you to stay strong in the Lord and your faith in him. And remember to focus on the realities of heaven and that we all have a purpose, right? Find your purpose. We have a purpose in this in this life to make a difference during this time and every season. So I'm praying for you and with you that you are going to per persevere. Let me just close out in prayer. Lord, I do pray for all those listening that they would persevere whatever they're going through, Lord. Maybe it's just in their minds, their hearts. Maybe it's something physical. Maybe it's a job, Lord. Maybe they're just getting weary from, from being cut off from society or church or their work. And Lord, they're, they're just feeling weary. I pray that today you would supernaturally, Lord God, give them a supernatural strength, Lord God. Just as Paul said, we can't accomplish this on our own. We need your strength and your grace to persevere during this time of testing and trial and every other trials that we go through. We thank you, Father. I believe and trust that you're doing that. Thank you for saving people. Thank you for helping, Lord God, us through it all. We love you. We give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, we love you, church. And we hope to see you soon. Reach out to us if you need anything. Drop us a comment right there below. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.